This is the Football Super Podcast. In the end zone, it is caught for the win! A Patriot Sports Radio and Game On Podcast collaboration. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Picking the NFL spreads week by week. And now, here are your hosts, Eric, Chris, and Will. I think the most frustrating thing about betting football is you can be on the right side and still lose. And oh some, people would argue, some people would argue, well, if you're on the losing side, you're not on the right side. But Most people are idiots. <laughs> well, I just want to say this. All right, I want to say this. We had Miami plus three last week, and it's one of our picks that I am – I was the most mad about last week because if you look at the stats, Miami should have won that game and they ended up losing by eight. And I don't know how the Vikings scored 24 points because they went three and out and punted on all their drives, but three of them. Miami won that game in every spot, but the score every cat, they almost doubled them in total yards. Yeah. <laughs> and they still lost by eight and we were catching three points. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> At know. At all. Yeah, I know. And the and the sidelines were forty degrees. The Dolphin sideline was eighty. They they had the Viking sideline up to one hundred and twenty. They got all kinds of cooling devices and stuff. Evidently, stadiums built in such a way that they're in the shade. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about the Dolphin sideline. Yeah, I see yep. why that's the thing people bet on early in the season. Exactly. Anyways, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Football Super Podcast, where we are on a mission. To win Bet Online's NFL Super Contest and win that two hundred thousand dollars, we have some work to do. We're barely hanging above five hundred, which is good as a sports better. But to win this contest, we need to knock out some five and zero weeks. Luckily, this is the week we're getting a five and zero one. I I cannot. I've been doing the work, and I think Eric's going to like some of these picks, and I can't wait to see what Eric's going to bring. But we also have a guest, Jordan from Truth Serum Football. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. You do some writing over at uh, Patriot Sports, correct? Hell, hell yeah, man. Uh, Breadwinners and bedshitters do that every week. Also have the uh, the roundtable article. Wanting to do more, just to had a little bit of a crazy schedule. I'm also on trenches with these fellas. So uh, so yeah, I'm all, all about it and uh, uh, more to come for sure. Heck yeah. Well, I will, uh, at the end of this, I will tag your YouTube channel too. So people, uh, it'll be in the description of these videos. So Hell people yeah. go click on that and go subscribe to, uh, his YouTube channel as well. And, uh, Chris, how are we doing? Good, good brother. Ready to get started. Ready to go five and oh, now there we got is. Jordan. This is our, we had to bring in a secret yep. weapon. We had to ringer. bring in the truth, bring in a ringer. Mm, I like it. I like it. Okay, well, let's just dive right into it. Eric, what's your most confident pick of the week? Oh, God. Oh, I wanna, oh hold on. I'm going to pull this up this week. Now, I got the action report. So as we go over the games, we can go in and see where the sharp money is, Ooh, nice. where the betting is. We'll do all that. Oh, I like that, Will. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't really have a, a most co- – I don't have a lot of confidence in any of these picks this week. This is a okay, weird Okay, okay, Eric, I'm going to skip, lot of the data I'm skip I found over you right now. We itself. cannot have that kind of mentality going into our 5-0 and week. Broncos at home <laughs> in elevation against Zach Wilson. Ooh, I like it. Go ahead. That's that's the handicap. Okay. This defense is good enough to win the game by itself. Zach Wilson hasn't been throwing. They they're subscribing to the Atlanta Mariota model. 
the less the kid throws, the more we win. But I think Denver's going to be able to at least contain Brees Hall a bit, and then it's going to be on him to make some plays in the passing game. I think Sertain gets one. You know, that, that front seven is going to make some plays. They pushed uh, Green Bay around last week, but I think this, I think they're really feeling themselves now. This is a, is a classic letdown spot for the Jets going into Denver. Just, it feels like it, it feels like it should be three, two and a half or three. I think it's moved around a little bit this week, didn't it? Yeah, that's because uh, Russell Wilson's not going to play. Oh, he's out. Yeah. The, it's, when it's, was that declared? It's not declared, but it's the worst kept secret in the NFL. Oh, let's throw this in the scrap heap. But I still kind of like that's why you've seen it move from three to plus one. But I still kind of like it. The only I would be all over it um, if not for the locker room issues. I think that they're having. I mean, you saw Judy and Gordon, even though they say Gordon's going to start this week. I mean, you saw them that a couple of them pissed off on the sideline. Yeah, it just seems like something's off. Um there and i don't like especially with a new coach and you've already got player issues um and then yeah russell being yeah, out because their backup is uh advantage. is is ripping he is one of Rippin's the, nephew yeah, yeah he is yeah. one to know in the nfl we've but, seen uh, him before he's not incredible that wasn't like that he one game Mahomes played at the end of the year he could be an upgrade over russell wilson at this point this season it's though, true yeah it's honest. true if not, if not for skill, just the fact that the players might like him more. Yep. <laughs> I I do love the under two in this in this game. Like Heavy Step said, I parlayed the no and the no on each team scores on their first drive. They're both like minus two fifty, minus three hundred. Mm-hmm. But if you parlay them together, you get like minus one ten. There you go. All the the public, as we can see here, the public is all over the Broncos. Sixty-nine percent of the bets. But God, I only, think I want to flip to the Jets. But look at only thirty-one percent of the money. So that tells you that some sharps have come in with some big money and are taking the Broncos. See, this is what this is what me looking at every game this week. This is how the Dallas Lions uh, and the Chiefs. I'm back on the Chiefs now. I've gone Chiefs Niners back to Chiefs. I think we're <laughs> overreacting to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Let's see here on the action network. They've got 13 picks in. It's pretty split. You got four, four experts are on Denver, three on the jets. Everyone's on the under and a couple people are in Denver money line. So, all right. Jordan, you got any feel on this game? So I, I actually, I really like the Jets uh, to to win this game. I, I don't think the Broncos have shown us anything all season. They're struggling, and I, I get the narrative. This is the, this is the classic Jets screw this game up. But I think this is a different Jets team that we're seeing. There's different leadership. I think these kids are young. I think they're hungry, and I think they win despite Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson doesn't throw the ball, Zach Wilson hands that ball off to Brees Hall all day. I think the Jets actually come out on top here, and that's one of my picks for this week is the Jets over the Broncos. Okay. Real okay. opportunity I, for a signature win here for the Jets. It is. And, and so the Jets, they have a really, like, I, I really have been banging the drum for them all season. I think they have an outside chance to, to make some noise down the stretch and potentially squeak into the playoffs. After this game is is the the most brutal part of their schedule. They get uh, New England twice and Buffalo after this, and a bye somewhere in between that. 
But after that game, um, or after those three games, the, the Jets don't have anybody the rest of the season over 500 except for one game against the Bills. So um, I, I think this is a pretty big game for them. I think it's almost must win just because of the three coming up. And I, I do think they get it done. Okay. The only thing that makes me nervous is um, I don't like the fact that they won last week on the road in Green Bay with these, with these, uh, you know, up and coming. And I did, I, I said that last week though. I go, I don't like that. They ended up beating Miami the way they beat Miami. This could just, be one of those teams that's so young. They're too dumb to understand that they're this good. And they just, they just keep rolling. Mm-hmm. But the, tra- the travel issue makes, makes me worry about it too, especially going up to Denver mm-hmm. after traveling out to green Bay. I didn't see if they went back home or not. I would assume they went back home for the week and then are going to fly up to Denver. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of, I go back and forth on this one. It's not one that I've, that I'm uh, super confident in. I could see it going either way, especially um, I, I would normally be all over the Broncos here, but that the locker room stuff, I just can't, I can't back a team that I don't think is clicking. Whereas on the opposite side, you have the jets that are all clicking together, but at the same time, Zach Wilson is a factor. If they need Zach, I'm thinking about this. This is a pick them game. If they need Zach Wilson to make a play, I don't have confidence in it. What I do like from a betting perspective and that I did hear from, uh, and I didn't, of course i didn't jump on it this is when i was hearing the russell wilson news so the jets were like a plus one um at the time and now i believe they're favored by one and what what this expert was saying he was saying listen what you do now because we know this line's going to shift once the russell wilson news officially comes out it's going to shift from broncos minus one to broncos plus one so what you do is you tease the jets at plus one right now to plus seven and a half plus eight Mm. And then when the Broncos become a favorite or become an underdog at plus one, you tease them up to plus seven or plus eight. And I'm like, oh, that is that is the way that to is do right it. up your alley. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I like that. I like that. Then you can just root for a close game. But of course, I didn't do it. Um, <laughs> You're sort of like a boxer. You just you just you just wait for the math to give you an opportunity to for sure take a profit and you strike. Yep, exactly. Exactly. OK. All right. All right. All right. Jordan, what's your favorite play of the of the week? My favorite play of the week, and I, I never thought I would say this, uh, but I am taking the the Giants Jaguars. I think the uh, the Giants are uh, probably the most disrespected five and one team I've ever uh, witnessed myself. Um, this game I think has some meaning for the Giants. This will be the first time in six seasons uh, that they've reached six wins. Um, Daniel Jones uh, kind of thrives in that underdog role. He's at 13 and six against the spread on the road in his career, 21 and 13 as an underdog, 12 and four as an underdog against the spread. Um, and man, these giants, they're playing really well this year. You know, I, I looked up some Daniel Jones stats last night and he actually has a lower interception rate at 1.3 than guys like Patrick Mahomes, guys like Aaron Rodgers, guys like Joe Burrow, uh, Josh Allen. So, um, I was all in on the Duval train to start the season. I'm rocking the, uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, Jersey today. (laughs) Uh, I, I love the Jaguars. They've always been a team I've kind of rooted for, but I think they're more bad than they're good. They looked really good in the beginning of the season. They came out, they punched Philadelphia in the mouth to start that game. And then, you know, the wheels have just kind of fallen off since. 
Um, they've lost two games in a row against really bad teams in the Colts and the Texans. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't think the Giants are getting the love they deserve here. Uh, also, just a few Jaguar facts. Uh, they've lost 18 consecutive games straight up against the NFC uh, going back to 2018. Uh, they're 2-16 and 16 against the spread during that time. Um, and since 2012, they're actually four and 39 against the NFC. So they don't, they don't come in and beat NFC teams very often. Um, I think the, uh, the giants are getting really overlooked here. And I think this is one that they put away pretty easily. Yeah. Five and one ATS too. This is, yeah, yeah, this is, I, I've been, I've been high on the giants since the beginning of the season. I even took a flyer on them to win their division at like plus 900. Um, if the Eagles weren't doing so well that would make me feel a little bit better about it but this is one of the things where I, there's a lot of lines this week where the sh- i disagree i understand why the sharps are on one side and the public's on the other and i disagree a lot with the sharps this week and i also disagree with the bookies and this is the one of the games that i disagree with the bookies so you got a 501 team in the giants here going on the road in Jacksonville. I mean, how sharp are these bookies getting? And they make Jacksonville a minus three. They know the public. They're going to make, they're going to make, they know the public's going to want to take that plus three with the giants. And guess what? They don't care. They're not moving this line. They, they, they put it at plus three and look, all this public, let's see, where are we at? Uh, public, 61% of the bets, uh, only 41% of the money. But they know the public's going to be all over the Giants. They know the Sharps are going to love uh, Jacksonville here. And I still, I just think this is where they're wrong. I agree with everything, Jordan, you were saying. I think this Giants team is solid. I think the new coach there, he has um, got them all up in line fired up and this is new and they're winning and I think it's still going and I don't think this Jags team is all that good I did like him at the beginning of the season and I went back and looked through some stuff they've gotten pretty lucky on some of those wins that they have had um they got really lucky statistically on those I do like their defense on Jacksonville but Saquon Barkley as long as he stays healthy and I know he's kind of on the injury report now he's getting a little banged up as long as he's staying healthy I think I think this team is going to keep rocking and rolling and boy Deion Jackson ran all over him last week. Saquon can do some damage to this yep. team. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing here is I think Trevor Lawrence is hurt, but it's not, they're not really talking about it. And what, why, what do I mean by that? And why do I think that? Well, let's go back and look at the last couple of weeks where he's, they, they've had Hail Marys at the end of the games. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, they had a Hail Mary at the end of the game. He was throwing the ball from his own 40. This is supposed to be, you know, one of the best prospects in the league, this young, strong-armed, you know, quarterback. He didn't even get it to the 15-yard line. So it's just – and it wasn't one of those where, you know, they say, well, you want to throw it like a little bit short of the goal line now so then someone can tip it to their their guy and he can run it in. I think we saw saw a team in college football do that this year early in the season. I mean, if that's the case, you throw it at the 5. You don't throw it at the 18. So something seems wrong with his arms, arm strength or just the ability to huck the ball downfield. Because then last week, they have a chance, same scenario, to throw a Hail Mary. And instead, he throws it, was it, 15 yards downfield, and they tried to do the pitch, you know, the, the, the little lateral game. So they didn't have the confidence in him to be able to get the ball down the field. So if you can't throw the ball deep or, you know, with some power down down the field, not, not just for the end of the game, Hail Mary, but in the game – well, you're going to have to do, you're going to have to run or short pass against this Giants defense and good luck. <laughs> yeah. And Wink Martindale has got that defense playing well. He's, 
he blitzed Lamar a ton last week because that's what works against him. And I'm not sure. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a young quarterback. I'm sure a kid like that struggles against the blitz. You know, you got a veteran back there like Bradbury. He's going to be able to read, see what's going on. Maybe he gets one. Heavy steps is in the house. I've been keeping an eye on you, steps. You like yeah, the under? Yeah, he's right. They're well. building a hell of a culture. Hell of a culture being built there too. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, Giants was on my card too. By the way, it was my uh, third pick on your Giants plus three. I, I I just think the books are wrong on this one, and I know that's always scary to say. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, my most confident pick in the week and. You guys are going to think this is silly when I start explaining this trend that I found. And uh, I'm going to say it right now. I didn't find it. I l- heard it from the guys over at pregame.com. So shout out to RJ Bell and all of them. Go listen to their show. It's awesome. Uh, RJ's uh, dream preview. Um, you're going to think this is silly. But w- after I say it, we're going to talk about how this trend actually makes sense. And the reason why I say you're going to think it's silly is because uh, it's very specific and detailed. And let me pull it up real quick. Okay, so my most confident pick in the week is the Chargers minus five, and everyone has taken Seattle. Granted, some people got Seattle at plus six and a half, plus seven earlier in the week, and I get it, but the Chargers are gonna roll here. I think that the Chargers are the better team. See, we've got, I love this spot where the Chargers looked terrible last week in that ugly overtime win against Denver. Uh, Herbert didn't even throw a touchdown pass. They had that prop that everyone was talking about it betting wise. Mm -hmm. The the prop that seemed like easy money and it didn't even cash 34 games in a row. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Meanwhile, you got Seattle on the other hand had a dominating performance over Arizona. Seattle with the number one uh, passing offense DVOA. But the other thing you got to remember too is they're ranked 32nd in the league in, in uh, defensive passing uh, DVOA. So Herbert's going to have his his way with this defense. He's going to be able to pick them apart. And here's the trend that I found, or that they found that that I just I think is beautiful. Teams who have a bye the following week, so the Chargers have a bye next week, who are favored by four or more. We got Chargers favored five. Here, Check. Were not a road dog last week. They, okay. Chargers were home last week, so the, the, they're not a road dog, and they're not currently undefeated. Chargers aren't undefeated. No. Nope. That scenario over the last ten years, teams are forty three and nine against the spread. Well, shit, we gotta take that in nine. That's that's and so let's think about that. I know it seems kind of like a silly, silly stat. So, but I think the biggest part of it is why is, is this is the question. Yes, yeah. I think these teams really value the bye week. Looking yeah. ahead to the bye week, so it's like, hey, we gotta buy. And they're home, right? So we're home. We got to buy. We got an inferior opponent because we're favored by, you know, four. Let's go out. Let's ball out knowing that we got some time off. I think that's the biggest factor. of it. Your bye week is probably easier, too, if you go out and win easily. Coach, it's going to be like, you know what? Eh, forget about those drills. Well, it used, and it used to be that way, um, but with the collective bargaining agreement, they have they to have do anything. Yeah, they have to have the five days off. Uh they can't do anything. They can't require you to come in or do anything like that. But I think, I think if we look at that, okay, so um, undefeated, obviously if you have an undefeated team, there's always pressure and you're always going to be overvalued anyway. So you got to kick that out of there. Um, and what was that? Um, not being a road dog. So you, if you were a road dog the f- past week, you know, people are kind of doubting you, especially if you end up winning in it, maybe you're feeling yourself a little bit too much when you're coming home. I don't know. I think that stat looking at it, I can't deny the 43 and nine. It's just, it's a mind blowing. And then, I just like this spot for the Chargers. We got, and I'll, I'll pull up the stats and see where everything's at. But yeah, look at this. Look at this. We've got over here, we've got 80, 
1% of the bets and 91% of the money is on the Seahawks. I, this is a classic overreaction to what did we see last week from these two teams. And all the people, and don't get me wrong, I mean, Gino yep. is having himself a year. It's uh, he's, he's doing really well. But uh, yeah, look at that. Look at, there's, I was looking at this action network. They have 12 pros. Everyone's on Seattle. I'm, I'm over here by myself <laughs> on the Chargers, and I love it. I almost want to double down on all my bets that I've made on the Chargers. That's uh, all the more reason to take them in the contest. Exactly. I think, yeah, I, I love the Chargers in the spot. I think this is going to be a dominating game. I think they, they could potentially win this by a couple scores. Yeah, Herbert, I think, can go nuts in this game. I was hoping to get a better price on over two and a half touchdowns, but it's just like plus 150 or something. I'm not going to take that for three touchdowns. You still need a lot to happen for three touchdowns, regardless of who you're playing. Yeah, yeah. And then watch, he's going to get it in the first half now. Yep. And don't look now, but they have my, they may have found the next Sherman up there. They've got uh, what's that kid's name? Wooly. He's like six foot four. He's got three or four interceptions already this year. He's talking about the Legion of boom. He wants to bring the culture back. So, Oh, Pete Carroll, he went into the season with a better team than we all thought. And I bet he was just laughing to himself. Heck yeah. You, Jordan, you got any uh, take on this game? Uh, yeah, I do. And I, I, I think it was last week's episode uh, uh, that I was uh, listening to where Eric was just like, you know, Pete Carroll sitting on the sidelines in preseason, just watching Geno Smith chunk 40 and 50 yard bombs to DK Metcalf <laughs> thinking, oh, hell yeah. You know, nobody knows this is coming. Quarterback controversy my ass. But uh, I uh, I am on the Seahawks side of this to uh, to cover. I do think the Chargers win this game. I don't think they completely run away with it. Um, the thing I, I see here is I feel like everybody feels like the Chargers are having a down year where I feel like everybody thinks that the Seahawks are kind of playing over their head. They're overperforming a little bit. But I mean, if you look at the records, the the Seahawks are 500. The Chargers are still four and two. Uh, Justin Herbert this year, first in completions, fourth in passing touchdowns, or sorry, passing yards, six in touchdowns. All of that with a fractured rib and with no Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen comes back this week. He does. Um, um, Herbert off the injury report entirely now, too, for the yep, first time. And- I will say this. If there's one game that I'm betting the over on this week, it is absolutely this one. I think it's going to be an absolute shootout. I just think it's going to be close. And I do think the uh, the Seahawks um, managed to stay within striking distance. Okay. I, I mean, I could, the Seahawks have just been on a roll. They could completely do it. I just, that stat, that trend, I cannot, I, just, I saw it and I go, well, the Chargers aren't losing this game. I'm, te- I'm teasing them down in every single teaser I do this week. <laughs> uh, heavy set. shout out, quick oh, shout out to Commissioner Cooper from uh, from Florida, stopping up, in and saying what up. What up? He's ready Cooper? to see the money. Yeah, go. and uh, r- real quick on Commissioner Cooper. I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, second week in a row, I held it down on the uh, fantasy feud. I took out Howard Bender last night. So two and zero. Oh, who's next? TSS Fantasy on YouTube, Twitter. Go check Kamish out. He's got a great show. And Jordan dominating the uh, Friday night fantasy feud. You're not going to beat Jordan in trivia, dude. I, uh... (laughs) It's hard. <laughs> quiz bowl, baby quiz bowl. I, I have the fastest <laughs> thumbs in the Southwest. So. <laughs> and heavy steps puts uh, will had bet Arizona defense two pick sixes at plus 50,000. Did they you really? Well, no, the, 
the joke behind this is uh uh so we're him and i are him and i and uh, uh jason are in a uh nfl pick'em contest so we give our picks each week to each other and we figure out which ones we like yeah. well him and jason were on the saints and i'm like dude i love arizona i love arizona in this game and uh after the two pick sixes i, I text the group and i go see that's why I loved Arizona. And he goes, Oh, so you knew there was going to be two picks. I go, Absolutely. <laughs> I go, Andy Dalton, the red rifle was due to turn into the beige water pistol any moment. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Too much fun. All right, Eric, you're up next. What do you got? I mean, I, we just go back to the road team wins the game between the the Colts and the and the Titans. I think we just if we're if we're doing trends, I think we uh we take the Colts. You know, Matt Ryan threw the ball a little bit, 58 times, set a career record, a franchise record for the Colts. That blows my mind. Andrew Luck, uh Peyton Manning, they never completed more than 42 passes in a single game. That's crazy. That's wild. Well, because they could actually throw the ball down the field, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, this Titans pass defense, no good. Jonathan Taylor coming back. Naeem Hines may or may not be out of concussion protocol. I think uh, this Colts team is getting their act together. They're looking at, I mean, fun fact, first time since 1948, the entire league is three and three. So every division wide open. I think the Colts see that they can take this division if they get their act together. And it starts with taking a division game like this on the road. And what do we got here? 38% of, oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, right? A bunch of tickets on the Titans. Not a lot of money. No, there's a, it's the Colts. 60% of the Colts uh, tickets are on the Colts, 62% of the money. So Colts are getting are everyone's favorite. Is it because of the trend? Like, why wouldn't you? I think it's because every like Derrick every... Henry at home against a sorry ass Colts team. That's what I assume the public thought when they looked at this game. Every expert that I've heard talk about this game, they all love it. This is their like one of their favorite locks of the week. Getting the Colts plus two and a half or plus three, whatever you're getting them at. Um, Do we make a move and take the other side since we're just sort of a uh, uh, treading water? I'm right. on the other side. I'm on the other. I like the Titans this week. Fuck think... it, let's do it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna switch that picker. What do you think? What Jordan? do you got, Jordan? Uh, yeah, let me let me hear an I, argument from. I, I think people are just excited about the Colts. They actually showed some signs of life. Uh, people are wanting to see Jonathan Taylor plug back into this offense and be Jonathan Taylor again. I I actually had the Titans as well. I think it's a sneaky pick this week. I think the Colts are kind of due to regress closer to their means from the rest of the season. Last week was nice, but I I, I just don't. I'm not ready to buy in on the squad yet. We'll circle that because I'm on the Titans too. That's that's four four there and we go. for the Titans. I mean, circle that. See if we're all right. That's got to be a winner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think I think the Titans. This is a divisional game. Of course, it's going to be close. I just think the Colts. It just seems like they each week now that they're out there, it's it's just they're barely getting getting by, barely getting that win, and it just doesn't it doesn't look pretty. And I don't trust Matt Ryan to keep doing like what he did last week. I just I don't have confidence in it. If any, if I. I know the Titans aren't flashy. They're not sexy. That's not what people want to bet on. But I, I like, uh, I'll take Vrabel in this spot to get it done. Get his boys focused up at home because uh, they know how important this game is. I mean, they win this game. They're, they're, they're 
putting themselves in a great position to win the division. So let's I, let's fade the sharps on this one. Like I said, yep. I'm fading the sharps a lot this week. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We're gonna need a few of those weeks to pay off on on fading the sharps to climb ourselves back in this. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, Jordan, you that was a play? beautiful example of the process. I yeah. brought a pick. We discussed it. Uh-huh. We realized we needed to flip to the other side, mm-hmm. and then we did that. That's beautiful. I like it. I like it. Jordan, you got another play? Yeah. So, uh, man, I feel like my my theme this week is, uh, uh, you know, gross teams that I don't typically root for. But, uh, man, I, I think the Packers are a lot <laughs> to smash the commanders this week. Yes. Uh, this this has to be the get right game for Aaron Rodgers and company. Um, the last two games, he's literally, he, he's been out quarterbacked by Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. Like, let's yep. make no mistake about it. He has been awful. Uh, it's the first back to back losses uh, as a head coach for Matt LaFleur with the Packers. Um the commanders are bad. They're a bad team. I think they're going to be worse with Heineke um, completely fading Terry McLaurin out of my lineups. I know uh, he, he was a little bit better last year, but uh, Heineke was uh, off on 30% of his targets to McLaurin last year. Um, he ranked 25th in accuracy, 26th in efficiency. Um uh, McLaurin's going to have Jair Alexander all over him all day. Mm-hmm. I have no faith in Brian Robinson to, um, you know, emerge at this point in the season. I just think the commanders are a really bad and, and closer to being the worst team in the league. Bad uh, culture. Than we all too. Think. Yeah. Bad culture, bad from the top. And the, I thought the Packers were going to win each of the last two weeks. And and my last two eliminator leagues, they actually got <laughs> me eliminated over the last two weeks. Um, but th- this just has to be the week that they get this right. And I, th- I think this is a blowout. If this isn't the week, then there's not going to be one. Yeah. Uh, the So what's going on here is I agree with you, too. I love the Packers this week. Um the experts, as you can see on here on action, you got eight experts, zero are on the on the Packers. This is another one where I disagree with the experts and the sharps. And, Anything and the under 10, I think I like Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, we're getting it. It's minus four and a half now. This number just keeps coming down. Why? People keep betting the commanders. The reason why the experts are on the commanders is because they think something's wrong in Green Bay, and they might be right, but the reason why they think that is because that normally when you have a bad week, so they, you know, in London, they lost that game to the Giants, you would be focused up and you should get things done, especially to an inferior opponent the, fo- the next week, especially when you're home, and then they lose to the Jets. So they're saying they're, they've got to correct things here. Well, that was the game to correct things, and they didn't do it. So why would this game be any different? And as you can see, you got 52% of the tickets on the Commanders, forty or uh, 74% of the money on the Commanders. I just don't see Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers goes out and, and forget not covering, if he loses to the Commanders in this game, I mean, dude, just you might as well just retire at this point. Yeah. Like, what, what, what are we doing here? I think this is one of those games where Rodgers just comes out and is just firing, just just takes over a game, and and everyone's gonna be like, why did we even think that the command? Why were we betting on the Commanders? I mean, what the what were we thinking? Because I think Packers win this by double digits, and and they go out and just take an early. Uh, I would be looking at the first half line too. I think I think they're gonna yeah. be up by a couple scores at half. Hey, what Will. was the 
Will you take uh, 30 seconds and just do a quick explanation of what you're talking about on this money? Oh, what does yeah. it mean? Real quick. So um, right here, as we see the, the bets percentage, this is what I tell you, and this is for public betting, and this is just what Action is reporting. Uh, different books report. Uh, there's different sites that you can go and see at book by book on what. And it's free, books. right? Anybody can go see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to, I like to go over to well the action one. This one I have Action Pro, so I don't know how much you can actually see in it. But like you can go to pregame.com and you can see you just have to learn how to read the numbers and read the but once you figure it out, it's super simple. But like what this is saying is okay, here's all the tickets on this game. And this is against the spread, by the way, not straight up. So against the spread. So 52% of the tickets are on the commanders at plus five, plus four and a half, plus five and a half, whatever they got it at, right? Those are individual wagers placed. Yes. So it's almost, it's almost evenly split here is what this is saying. A little edge to the commanders, but the amount of money, 74% of the money is on the commanders. That means of these 52% or 52% yeah, percent bets, the money is bigger. So that means there's bigger bets on the commanders than there are on the Packers. So when you yes. see the money more than the percent, the, the bet percentage that's higher, that's the, we call that the differential. So we're seeing a, a 22% differential. That means big money coming in on the commanders. You've got some, you've got some, uh, this isn't just like you're, you're a Barney at the bar, you're your average public person throwing $10 on the commanders. You've got some serious money coming in from some people that, uh, sharp betters with some deep. So pockets. when you say sharp betters, these are guys that do it for a living, not, not Joe six pack like us. Yeah. 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 So if you've, like, you've got a hundred dollars in wagers on the commanders, that's probably 10 bets and you've got a hundred dollars in wagers on the Packers and that might be one or two wagers. Other way around. Because there's larger money, fewer tickets on the yes. Packers. Um, it's actually, that would be the other way around. So like you got 48% of the tickets, but only 26% of the money. So you don't have uh, big bets coming in on, on it. Um, I'm trying to think of an easy, easy way to explain this. Oh yeah, I had that mixed up. Yeah, so this would just be like you'd have your twenty dollar, ten dollar, whatever public money taking the Packers, but we're talking you've got someone coming in with you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on the Commanders. Yep, I had it backwards. Yes, but I just don't see it. Anyways, Eric, <laughs> did you have anything left on this game before we move on? Um, yeah, I think that uh, I think the Packers win this game easily if. If they don't win this game easily, then there's then there's major problems. Jair takes McLaurin away, and then I mean my favorite prop this week is Taylor Heineke over 14 and a half rushing yards. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. He ran 10 times for 95 yards when we played him a couple years ago. And you're taking his number one receiver away. So he's probably one read and either throw it to McKissick or take off. McKissick's receiving yards like 21 and a half, too. I like that as well. But yeah, Packers. Anything we, under 10. I, I love it. I love it. There we go. Okay. My next play, um, I'm taking the Detroit Lions. And here's the thing. Look at this. This is one another reason why I love this, this pick. The line currently is plus six and a half. I got it in the contest. I snagged it and froze it at plus seven and a half. Perfect. Going through this the key my next number seven. Anyway. I love the Lions here in this spot. Everyone's going to be all hyped up on. Oh, it looks like we do have some experts on the Lions as well in this one. Finally, I'm lined up with them in this game. Uh, ooh, even big money. That's huge money coming down the lines. The reason why I like this game is, the, I mean, first of all, Lions are just always in a game, 
right? And they're coming off a buy. And I don't have I don't have the 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 exact stats. You're just gonna have to take my word on this though. But uh, if you go back and look over the last ten years, you think okay, teams coming off a buy that's beneficial to them. It's actually only it if you're a ho- coming off a buy in your home. Actually, there's no there's no difference, right? But if you're coming off a buy and going on the road you it's a lot it's it's a profitable bet i can't like i said i don't remember the numbers but it's profitable people bet this so we're getting the lions we're getting over a touchdown and we're going against a dallas team who just played a monday night football against the eagles they lost i think yes it's been nice what they've been able to do with cooper rush but Dak's coming back i think people are going to be super hyped on Dak coming back and i think the team is going to kind of i think the team's going to kind of exhale like okay we did what we needed to do now we got the Lions coming in. We got mm. Dak coming back. Okay, let's, you know what I mean? And so it's just one of those things. I, give me a touchdown and a half with the Lions coming off a bye. We, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions won this game. Um, they they seem to always backdoor cover. The Lions are a covering team. So I, I don't need them to win. I get a touchdown and, a, and, and with the hook. Give me that in, in Dak's return. Yeah, if we go into the fourth quarter down 17, I, I feel okay. With this Lions team, underdogs off a buy since 2020 when they changed the collective bargaining agreement are 15 and eight against the spread. See, there you go. I mean, yeah, especially if we're getting seven and a half, I liked six and a half. You combine that with the road dog or uh, with uh, the road team too. You your stat was just underdogs, right? Yeah, and you add in the factor of of them being on the road, which has been profitable as well. I mean, I think there's a reason why we're seeing the experts on this one. We're seeing 53% of the bets, but 86% of the money is on the line. Amon Ross St. Brown is back. I mean, Diggs will be trying to cover him, but then you still got Josh Reynolds. DeAndre Swift might be back. Oh, they might remember that TJ Hawkinson's on the team. Who knows? I think we see this money uh, shift over to, I think we're going to get more money coming in on, on the Cowboys tomorrow, uh, today and tomorrow as, Oh yeah. As you start to see videos of Dak out there throwing, yeah, a football. And, you know, the Cowboys are a public team, mm-hmm. you know, the Cowboys fans are going to just start firing. I mean, you know, this, uh, Jordan, right? Yeah. So I, I'm not your typical Cowboy fan. I, uh, I, I like to consider myself a self-hating Cowboy fan because this, uh, this organization brings me nothing but misery. Uh, so that's why when I say, you know, my favorite football team is my fantasy team and the Cowboys are second, but, um, I, I, I do agree with you as soon as we start seeing Dak thrusting those hips in pregame. I, I think all of these rabid fab, uh, Cowboy fans are going to come out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I do like the Cowboys to win this game. I do not like uh, the Cowboys to win this game um, going away. So I, I absolutely do think the Lions um, cover the spread. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, if it gets up towards that implied total of 49 on that over under, I, I think the further into the 20s you go, the more and more risky it becomes for the Dallas Cowboys to win this game. I think they win games based off of their defense, not off of their offense. And and I get it, you know, Dak Prescott's back, but Cooper Rush did fine. And the last time we saw Dak Prescott, um, he looked absolutely lost uh, in this offense in week one. Um, so the higher the score goes, the more and more I actually do like the Lions. Uh, but I, I do think it's close, and I do think they uh, they cover the spread on this one. You know what they say. They say death, taxes, and Lions team uh, total going over. I mean, yeah. <laughs> look at, the totals have gone over four of the last five Lions games, uh, three of, th- of their last three. So I, I, I looked at that total, and I go, 49 huh 49 and oh this is the other thing i forgot 
uh, this is what I get for not taking notes. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Um, so we had predicted a couple of weeks ago um, that the Lions were going to struggle. And I believe we took New England in that game when they went to New England. And one of the things that I said uh, that, that I like New England in that game was because the Lions had played three home games. And then their only road game was in Minnesota. So they, they've been in, in indoors for four games. They hadn't played outdoors yet. Wow, yeah. So then they were going to Foxborough, and I go, uh, I think something's going to be off here. It's tough to play in Foxborough to begin with, but now you got to go play on actual grass. And sure enough, look at they got shut out. <laughs> Granted, they, they got risky in the beginning of the game and then didn't, didn't convert, and then the momentum all shifted to New England at that point. But I, I, I had a feeling, I go, they're going to struggle uh, on this kind of – on, on grass. Well, now they're going down to, to play indoors again down in Dallas. So I think that only benefits uh, the the Lions here in this spot. Yep. Love All right. Yep. I love the love number the that we got seven and a half. I'm just that was one of the ones that I was like, please, please move, please move this. And now it's and now it's, I can't believe it's Cowboys minus six and a half. You know, there's going to be people in the contest firing on that. Yep. All right. Um, Eric, you're up. I'm looking at the San Francisco injury situation. Trent Williams is off the injury report. Ooh, that's huge. It looks like. Wow. Um, should we venture into Monday night and take the Patriots? Because Bill Belichick to pass George Hallis has to beat this terrible Bears team, which he's going to do. Like, <laughs> is there ever has there has there ever been a more sure bet than Patriots money line on Monday night? Like he, oh, to t- t- Patriots are in all my teasers. That's Patriots, I'm everything. I'm like <laughs> Belichick doesn't care about statistics and accolades very much, but he is a historian and he appreciates the history of the game and the opportunity to to pass George Hallis on the all time wins list, beating by beating the Chicago Bears on Monday night football is. Not lost on him, but are they going to win this game by eight? It's uh, in the contest is nine. Um, listen, I, I have to state this every single time. Just because I'm a Patriots fan doesn't mean I'm coming in here being biased. I feel like when I have brought stuff, I feel like when I've recommended the Patriots, we have. I don't think we've lost yet on them. I mean, you brought them in last week, and we ended up winning with them. I didn't even uh, uh, take them last week. Um, but here's the thing. And here's the thing why I, I'm not, I wouldn't be afraid of, I'm teasing them down, but come Monday, I'm going to probably just lay the nine or whatever the number is, um, with the Patriots, 81% of the tickets, but only 42% <laughs> of the money. So big money in on Chicago. <laughs> it's true. Heavy. It's true. Heavy stuff. Hey, heavy stuff is right. You know, his ears perked up <laughs> because listen, this is the reason why I love this game for the Pats. Um, Belichick, what does he do? He takes away what you're you're best at. Basically, if you're a one-dimensional team, you're not beating Belichick. Even if he doesn't have uh, the superior talent, you're not beating Belichick if you're one-dimensional. Who's more one-dimensional than Chicago, right? I mean, (laughs) not even Atlanta. Yeah, you got Fields who the only thing he can do is scramble to go pick up the first down. Um, Defense is all right, but I mean, I, I... happy zappy back there and who knows mac jones might be coming back but my boy happy zappy he's just gonna be 
sitting back there slinging the rock around. He showed you because we thought he was going to they were going to run the ball all last game. They did a little bit, but they were just they're like, OK, you're going to stack the box. I'll show you. I, I, I threw what, six thousand yards last year in college football. All right, here we go. And they they were just that offense is humming along. And I think they can get back to the run game if needed um, against the Chicago defense. So I think I think the big thing here is I don't think Chicago's offense is going to do much against this really, really good Patriot defense. And Bill's going to stack the box. That's the one thing any team in the NFL can stop uh, a team from running the ball. They can say. Here, it's a numbers game. We're going to stack the box. That means we're going to be man-to-man and uh, we're going to be disadvantaged with you throwing. I think that's what Bill's going to do. And he's going to say, okay, Fields, let's do what you hate doing, throwing the ball. And uh, what Fields over one and a half interceptions, I think I'm going to try to find that out there, that prop out there, because I think it's going to be a long night for him on uh, Monday Night Football. On the uh, on the ESPN over under challenge that I do, it was uh, 0.5 passing touchdowns for Fields this week, and I took the <laughs> under. I smashed it. Um, <laughs> for me, I the only thing, and, and you kind of said it. The only thing that makes me nervous about this game is the the eight points or the nine points or whatever it is, because I could easily see this being a vintage nine to nothing uh, or uh, uh, six to nothing or nine to three type game for mm-hmm. the, uh, the Patriots. I think they win this game easy. I, I don't think it'll be uh, ever in question. I think Justin Fields is uh, not a top 40 NFL quarterback right now. Um, I, I do like the Patriots to win this game that, uh, that eight or nine points does make me pretty nervous though. Yeah. I would be more nervous about it if we were talking them on the road in soldier field, wow. but the fact that they're home, I, I just think this is this is defense. All Bears defense, defense allowing five point four yards per play. Patriots gaining five point nine. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. And that's the thing. The, the oh, thing man. that the, the Bears imp- are the Bears are allowing one hundred and sixty three rushing yards per game. And the Patriots can run the ball. They can run the ball when you know they're going to run the ball. It's crazy. It's just, just and they're going to be home. Week? Yeah, and it's it's yeah. I just think. Monday night football at home. And like you said, Eric Belichick getting that win. I you can go I, ahead and start Ramondre Stevenson. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you can also go ahead and start Jacoby Myers, who I think has a, a really sneaky, good matchup. Uh, he'll be facing off against Kyler Gordon, uh, who uh, allows 2.27 yards per cover route, which is third worst in the NFL. Um, and Myers is averaging almost eight targets a game. So I think Myers is actually a really good Ooh. sneaky start this week as well. Oh nice. yeah, we're nice. gonna put him. I in love some, uh, all wagers come together on my pats and just agree. I mean, it makes me really happy. <laughs> it just warms, <laughs> just warms the heart. All right, Jordan, do you have another pick? Uh, yeah. So I like the uh, Falcons against the spread uh, against the Bengals. Oh, um, Jordan, six and zero. He stole the producer's pick. That's okay. No, no, it's great. That's I'm glad somebody else is on it because I've bet them uh, six weeks straight now, and I have really against the spread. You have been on the Falcons every single week against the spread. That's awesome. I bet five dollars every week, 
and I've won every week. I'm six and zero with the Falcons right now. Yeah, well, I think you're going to be seven and zero after this week because uh, I I think they are able to uh, hold it down against the spread against the Bengals. Um, I feel like six and a half points is a, a pretty large total for a Falcons team that has been really competitive in every game. It's not pretty. It's not always fun. But the Falcons are getting it done week in and week out. Um, they they had the game against San Francisco and uh, pulled that out kind of out of their ass, out of nowhere. Um, I think this Bengals team is very beatable. They're very hot and cold. They're very up and down. It could be a route. You never know. You never know with the Cincinnati team. But I, I think the Falcons are there every step of the way um, this week. And I think they keep this close all game. And uh, I don't think they win this game. But I, I absolutely think they cover that spread. Shout out to Danny Anderson. What up? Good morning yeah. to you. Uh, yeah, I I, I, th- I keep going back and forth on this game. I, I don't I don't have a strong feeling one way or another. I would kind of want to take Bengals and Spurs spite of the Falcons that I've lost money on this year <laughs> um, on, on a few spots, but uh, I don't feel confident in the Bengals either. And the public it's, it, everyone's kind of split on it. As you can see, it, it's basically down the middle, 54% of the bets on the Falcons, 51% of the money. So kind of, kind of a coin flip. You're either on one side, you're either going to keep riding the trend or you think uh, you're taking burrow and you think that he got his offense figured out last week, but. I, I also think this could be the uh, A.J. Terrell revenge game because the last time Jamar Chase and Terrell faced off, Chase absolutely cooked him in that BCS national title game. Ooh. I believe Higgins could have a former Clemson teammate lined up opposite him, too. This could be like the grudge bowl. The grudge bowl. I took, I like uh, I took longest touchdown over 39 and a half yards because that, I've just been kind of betting that in a lot of Bengals games since they got hot lately. And it's been, it's been fun. That one down the sideline chase had last week was, that was a fun way to win. I don't know how he shook that guy off. He pulled some kind of voodoo magic shit spun around. It's that stadium. (laughs) Yep. It's that stadium. Uh, I think I like that bet in the C in the uh, Seahawks chargers game as well. Yeah, absolutely. In that Seahawks Charger game, Uh, those are two teams that are probably top five in explosive plays. I feel. Can I just say I feel super vindicated that Jordan came out with the Falcons, so I'm not alone on that over here. Yeah, Jordan's great addition this morning. By the way, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, no doubt. All right. So since uh, my next pick, um, uh. Since we've already got through one of my favorite teams, let's go to Tampa Bay. And uh, I am. I was wondering if it was safe, and I was wondering what you got this at. I got it at minus 11. So, All right. I, w- I, I didn't hop on minus 10 and a half. But the fact here, let me pull it up. Uh, the fact that we, what is it now? Th- we're approaching 14 now, right? Um, yeah, it's at 13. Yeah. So I mean, trade. I mean, I'm surprised it's not. 14 and a half. I mean, n- no one feels good about this Bucks team. All right. I mean, what's yeah. Tom yelling, Tom going to Robert Kraft's wedding and then getting mad at his lineman the next day when they're, when they're losing to the Steelers. I mean, come on. Bad Tom. optics there. Yeah. Bad. But I mean, if there's ever a get right game, the Panthers, when the whole, remember I, I last week you said you wanted to take the Panthers against, um, against the, the Rams. And I'm like, I don't started out good. They it did, had a it pick did. six. 
You get a pick six and you got 10 points in your pocket. You figure you're home free. Yeah. And the Rams didn't play all that well either. No, I just go, I, I, something in that locker room, it's that locker room. I go, these guys know they're being traded and moved. And sure enough, look what happened. I mean, (laughs) everyone's, they know the season's done. Like how confident, what are we going to get? I mean, you're going to get some young guys, of course, out there that are excited to be playing, but I mean, offensively, what is Carolina's offense going to do? I mean, PJ Walker is going to play. It was expected that he wasn't going to, and they were going to be on their fifth string quarterback going up against this Bucks defense. But I mean, still, PJ PJ Walker, his, <laughs> um, I heard a stat that last his, week, his <laughs> uh, average yards per depth on throw was one yard. Average last depth of target. I heard it was negative. I heard it was a negative number. Maybe it was negative. Either way, not good. Not good. He's like, not throwing of down the all field. the passes that he threw, the distance he threw him down the field. If you took the average distance he threw it down the field, that was possibly a negative number. Yeah. So that doesn't you seem can't possible. run on the Bucks. And now we got a guy that can't throw. I mean, if you, anything you don't feel good about Tampa Bay's offense right now, just feel confidence <laughs> that their defense could probably cover this number alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I put uh, I put guys like Cade Otten and Rashad White in the props article this week because I think this is this is the kind of game where Brady can afford to try some stuff and get some other guys involved and comfortable before they try to make a run here. Yeah, and I just I just think the number I mean minus eleven I think we have an edge here. I know there's not a huge difference between minus eleven minus thirteen, but I just think with minus eleven terrible spot for uh, the Panthers who teams depleted and I don't think they're. The one good thing about the Bucks is their defense, and the one very terrible thing about the Panthers is their offense. McCaffrey's gone. Uh, what is it? Robbie Anderson's not gone yet, but he's no. Who's it? DJ Moore, right? DJ Moore. Yeah, Robbie's uh, gone. Yeah, Robbie's gone, and then DJ Moore is. Uh, he's going to be gone, so he knows he's he's out of there. So, oh, what is Walker going to work with? You know. That yeah. 1.0 average depth of target, apparently. Uh, for me on, on this game, I feel like this is the line that the Packers-Commanders game should have also had. Uh, everything I said about the Packers is also applicable to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It, it This is the mm-hmm. get-right game. They should beat the absolute hell out of this Carolina Panthers team. This should not be close from the jump. Uh, I, I do think this is also a smash play this week. I'm not scared of that 13 at all. There we go. All right, Eric, do you have another pick? No, uh, we've covered all mine. And then I've gone back and forth. Uh, now that I know um, William Trent Williams is back, I'm not taking the Chiefs. Wait. You're taking the Chiefs because no, I wa- I liked the Chiefs, but but now that Trent Williams is back, I, I don't like the Chiefs. I okay. Think, okay, I think San Francisco okay. can win that game with it. I don't know, McCaffrey. They say they might use him in some red zone packages, and not to dumb down the position, but I mean the kid can read blood. He can read blocks. I mean, you hand him the ball in the backfield, he's going to mm-hmm. be able to figure yeah. out what to do. I think they might use him more than they're letting on. Yeah, I think you're right. I have him in fantasy, but I'm not going to play him. Yeah, it's, it's a, a tough, tough it's a tough decision for a fantasy player this week. Luckily, Jordan, me, are you going to start him? Uh, McCaffrey, 
I, so I have zero shares. I was in full on fake McCaffrey mode at the top of that draft. I wouldn't start him this week. And then obviously they're on by next week. But I think after that, when the season resumes for them, I think he's absolutely vaulted back yeah. to where he was in the preseason. He'll come out of that by completely up to speed. Yeah. Yeah. 90%. I, luckily for me, uh, I have Chubb and Barkley as my other two backs. So I'm, I'm okay. So McCaffrey was actually on my flex. And so I'm like, I could risk it with McCaffrey or I think I'm just going to go with Juju. It's the same you, game. You, have, you, you, you have McCaffrey, Chubb and Barkley. Did you draft with a revolver? <laughs> I don't know how I got him, but I did. <laughs> so, so if can if we get choice, in that league? <laughs> if the choice were Juju, if there is any inkling that McCaffrey would play, I I might play him over Juju specifically, but I I'm not doing it with any kind of confidence. I just I mean Juju's going to get more targets. I think uh, more opp- It's just too much unknown with McCaffrey, and it's a full point PPR. So I'm like. Eh, Mahomes has been using Juju uh, quite a bit and going to him. Uh, who know? As long as he gets yep. targets and gets a volume, I think the upside is there with with Juju in that spot. I can't remember and who my the, other option was. On the San Francisco side, if somebody in your league is freaking out a little bit about Debo Samuel, I think this is actually good for him. So if they're willing to trade trade you Debo Samuel at a little bit of a discount, go get go get him because mm-hmm. this is just going to pull linebackers and safeties away from from Debo over to worrying about what McCaffrey's doing. I think McDebo could have a huge game. McDebo. Could you imagine that player? Oh. McDebo. Oh, my other option is uh, Etienne. So it's McCaffrey, Etienne, or Juju. Oh, I'm playing I, Etienne. Yeah, James I Robinson's love, tapering off a little bit. I love Etienne. I don't love Etienne this uh, specific week. week. Uh, Jags are 27th in the NFL at run blocking, and the Giants allow the fewest amount of catches to running backs. Uh, So Etienne's actually a fade this week for me. Hmm. I read this week that James Robinson gets stuffed for a loss or no gain on 17% of his carries, most in the league. So if you take started away, out hot, but I think that ankle or Achilles is catching up. Well, and and I think his hot start was a little bit misleading because and and I don't have the stat in front of me, but if you take away it, it's like three or four of Robinson's runs this year. It's oh. just he has nothing, nothing going for him. So it's just uh. been a few really big pop plays. Um, so for my last pick. I don't really love this one. It's my it's my one weight. I snagged it because uh, we had talked about it earlier in the week. I think Eric, you texted the group. I took Dolphins minus seven. I don't love the number. It's minus seven and a half now. I do think the Dolphins uh, with Tua coming back. I think they and you know Steelers with a huge win last week. I think the mm. Dolphins do get it done here at home. Don't love it at seven. Um, don't. But I think the Dolphins is the right side. I don't know if you had any more on that, Eric, because I know you were talking about it earlier in the week. I'm a little worried about Minka Fitzpatrick and Brian Flores hating the Miami Dolphins and the Steelers being up for this game. True. It seems like it would be a letdown spot, but Brian Flores seems like a player's coach kind of guy. I think they want to go out there and kick the shit out of it. I did not know. Did you know he was having two um, drug tested all the time in his last like every time he'd do something, you know, he'd do well. He'd so I don't know if that's true or not. I'm pretty sure it is. I heard multiple people talking. I know about he it. didn't like him. Yeah. So there's bad blood both ways. I don't know. 
what the you know i don't know how vengeful a guy like mike mcdaniel is he seems pretty chill i think the steelers come in there like let's 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 kick the shit i minka fitzpatrick interception that sounds like a great little prop bet that sounds like something fun to root for yeah, yeah i'm afraid of i'm afraid of the dolphins okay but okay i like our other picks better i do too i do too so let's get into those other picks i think um what was it? So Detroit plus seven and a half, right? Do we yep. like that one? Like that one? Detroit plus seven and a half. Lock that one in. What was the one that? Oh, Tennessee. So we're going to come back to that. We all like Tennessee. We also liked Green Bay. Uh, we're going to come back to those. I want to co- go down the line real quick. How do you feel about my Chargers pick? I like it. I, I think it's an interesting trend. Um, and remember, everyone's going to be on the other side. Yeah. I would like to see the stats, but I bet when it's when it's five, that's the right side most of the time. Jordan, what side were you on on that? I I think the Seahawks are able to cover, but I think the uh, the Chargers win the game. Okay, and then um, well, let's get to this one. Do do you do we want to play Tampa or do you want to stay away, Eric? I like your Patriots more than your Buccaneers, I think. Okay. Like so Heavy Steps said, even with even though it's Carolina, double digit points makes me a little queasy. Gotcha. Okay. Do we like the Giants plus three? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Giants plus three. We're gonna add that in there. So right now I got Detroit, Chargers, Giants. Now we gotta get into uh, we all liked Tennessee, right? We were all fading, fading the the sharps there, huh? Yeah, Tennessee, Agreed. Green Bay, and Atlanta. I think we're all popular. Okay, so then it comes down. I like Green Bay more than Atlanta. I don't know how you feel on that one. Green Bay now it's minus four and a half, right? I I would pick Green Bay over Atlanta. There, I, I think the Falcons are almost a lock to cover that spread every week. But I mean, that Packers Commanders matchup is just so juicy. I and again, I think that should be the thirteen point spread, not the four point five. I, I don't think that game will be close at all. I agree with you there. So here's what I got. Let's see if we like this: Detroit plus seven and a half, Chargers minus five, Giants plus three, Tennessee minus two, Green Bay minus four and a half. Does that sound like a five and zero week? It does to me. Was that a? I like that slate. And so that's your producer pick can still be Atlanta. Your six yeah, for a little, a little, a little bonus pick, a little producer bonus. Ooh, pick. I like Man. that a lot. Yeah. yeah, and it hasn't lost yet. It has not. And nope. Jordan's in agreement with me, and we yeah, didn't talk Atlanta. about it, and he brought it up, and we've never talked about that before. That is awesome. All right, well, that will do it. Another uh, another week in the books, man. I. Early mornings, but I do love this. I look forward to Saturday mornings doing the show. Yep, it's a good time. If you haven't already, everyone, thanks for watching. Make sure you hit the like button. Subscribe here on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, or go to wherever you get your podcast. This will be up on podcast format later in the day. Uh, just search for Game On Sports News and Picks. Follow the boys over at Patriot Sports Radio. Or, uh, Chris, give me your website one more time, Patriots. PatriotsNow.com. PatriotsNow.com. PatriotsSportsNow.com. What there am I go. doing? It's early. <laughs> I have, it's all, it's all, yeah, yes, it's, in it's all down low in the, in the uh, description of this. Uh, go over and uh, subscribe to Truth Serum Football uh, for with Jordan over uh, on YouTube. I will link that in the comments as well. Do you guys have anything you guys want to plug this week? Jordan, shout out all your stuff. Man, you got a lot I, going on. 
I uh, I'm kind of all over the place. I've got trueserumfootball.com at trueserumff and trueserum on YouTube. Uh, like I said, I write articles for uh, patriotsportsnow.com. I'm uh, going to start uh, also uh, putting some uh, content out on tssfantasy.com. I think that's going to start sometime next week. So uh, come check me out, and I'm just going to continue to do more and more. So beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. We got Wake and Rick tomorrow, Eric. Yep, tomorrow, 7.30, maybe 7.45. You know, yeah, yeah. you might have to give us a minute to get some coffee. But yeah, we got a we'll special guest, Elio from uh, Average Joe Sports Podcast is going to be on with us, mixing it up. New Jersey guy, super fun. You guys will love him. High yeah, energy guy. He's Elio a, is amazing. He's an audio cup of coffee. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right. Well, that'll do it. We'll until next week. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in and let's kick the outro music. Thanks for listening to the Football Super Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, connect with the guys and keep up with the show at patriotsportsnow.com and gameon.locals.com. Until next time.